Sea of Thieves is finally letting players avoid PvP in a brand new way to play the game called Safer Seas. And at first, you might be like me and think, finally, a PvE mode for Sea of Thieves that I can enjoy with friends or a significant other. Well, before you start celebrating, you need to know that this is a half measure, if I've ever seen one. Even calling it a half measure is generous in in light of what it actually offers. I want to look at the details of what exactly this is and offer my own theory as to why they're structuring it the way that they are. But I also want to look at the framing of this game as it's not PvE or PvP, but something else entirely from the actual game director himself. Now, I put all the good info at the start of this video, so that way you don't have to go looking for it. I sort of open the show with a monologue, and then I discuss it with a live audience. That's why the video is longer. So, if you like this kind of content, hit subscribe, hit the bell button, so you don't miss my shows. Well, Sea of Thieves is finally giving the game a PvE mode, but not really. Sea of Thieves Season 10 is arriving on October the 19th, along with its new mode called Safer Seas. Many, myself included, immediately celebrated this before looking at the actual details of the mode. I have advocated for a PvE mode for years with just slower progression, maintaining that the PvP servers would be the best and the fastest way to advance in the game, keeping the sort of risk reward intact. Well, they took that idea and they went even more limited than I originally envisioned. So first, we're going to look at the details of Safer Seas, but also, they posted a video on Twitter explaining this mode and what it should be considered, like what you should look at this mode as what it is actually offering. Now, many will find it disappointing, given how long the game has been out and how many of us have asked for just the ability to avoid PvP. And yes, this has been an ongoing debate since the game first came out. Second, I want to talk about the good elements of this, because I do think where they're coming from is the right mind to take about the game, and I'll explain more by what I mean by that. I also know that they're sort of scared of something. I know that they're generally introducing this idea, and they're doing it in a gentle way, and the idea could grow into something else down the line. That's also something that's potentially good about this. Lastly, I want to talk about why this is disappointing. After all this time to finally give us what so many of us have asked for and to do it in such a non-impactful way is, you know, a disappointing thing. Again, we all thought, oh, we're finally going to get a PvE mode or at least a private, in, you know, encounter, private instance, private server, and it just isn't that at all. Now, look, before I get into this, I know many are going to do what they always say. They're going to say, "Listen, That's not the way the game is meant to be played. You gotta have PvP on. The threat of other pirates in the open seas is part of the magic of Sea of Thieves. And I have readily accepted that. I've just sort of walked away from the game. Anytime I've tried to play it, it just has not been the type of game that I want to fill my time with. I voice my opinion. I've made suggestions about how they could actually offer PvE without harming the identity of the game or diminishing the value of playing in the PvP environment. But sort of like the debate about Souls games need an easy mode, I express what I would like to see. I don't want to harm the identity of the game. And when I don't get what I want, I just disengage and I go play other games. I accept that, you know, not every game is for me, 
but seeing this introduced makes me think maybe one day there will be a version of Sea of Thieves that I could enjoy without the nuisance of PvP looming on every horizon. So first, let's just look at the details of what exactly this is going to entail. Their blog post said the following. An entirely new Sea of Thieves game mode, Safer Seas, will let players sail either alone or with a chosen crew of friends with their own private game session. So if you've got tall tales to complete or fish to catch, or if you simply need to spend time finding your sea legs without interruption, Safer Seas has you covered. Excuse me. Now you'll notice, I am sorry, you will notice that's basically all you're going to be able to do, okay? (laughs) If you want to do like tall tales or fish, this is very limited. You can already sense the subtle hints that this will be pretty limited in how they've structured it, which I'm going to speak more about why that's disappointing in a minute. But their blog really didn't say anything. It didn't go into detail. You had to go elsewhere if you really wanted more of what this is going to be like. They said, be aware it has its limits, though. The reduced risk means reduced rewards, and you won't be able to explore the full breadth of Sea of Thieves offerings while sailing safer seas. The more competitive features and advanced aims of the game will remain exclusive to the classic shared world game mode that will continue to update which will then be known as the high seas so i'm a hundred percent support in lowering earn rates or progression rates in an environment where there's lower risk like that's what i've always advocated for because there should be i think nights where you know i'm happy to jump into pvp i want to earn the, the the faster xp or the faster gold and take those bigger risks for those bigger rewards but there's also times where i just want to play with my wife or my kiddos and kind of relax and get some stuff done and feel a sense of accomplishment sadly safer seas is not designed for that In a video on Twitter, the mode is described as, quote, a great way to learn the essentials of Sea of Thieves, to be able to learn the flow and pace of the game before then moving on to high seas. So you can see, like, this is meant to be more of a trial intro tutorial-esque thing. That's what it's meant to do. It's it's a stripped-down way to play the game. You're not meant to stay in Safer Seas. It's just a place to relax, to unwind. You're not actually doing anything in the larger game. Any reputation or gold values that you do earn will be at 30% of the value. I'm not saying 30% reduced. You will get 30% of the value. So for every 100 gold, you would be getting 30 I expected maybe half or, you know, reduce it by 25% or something. But to be at 30% of the value is incredibly low, especially considering how slow game progression already is in Sea of Thieves. Now, you can only get your trading company level to 40. This is designed intentionally to make Pirate Legend impossible in Safer Seas. Beyond that, the arena's fortune that has Pirate Legends, the voyages and the rewards that will also not be available in Safer Seas. Now, other things are also listed. Hourglass faction battles, purchase and captain your own ship, sail as part of a guild, sail as a trading company emissary, live events such as gold and glory so basically safer seas is not really sea of thieves at all i'm kind of confused 
why they didn't just build and announce a tutorial at this point, okay? Because I don't know who this appeals to. The Twitter video seems to indicate that this game will be around for a very long time, and they want to be the best pirate game out there. So they're thinking about those who maybe are brand new to the game, essentially. In the wake of the discussion surrounding the new mode, the game's director took to Twitter. He was actually one, he was in the Twitter video talking about this, and he took to Twitter to say the following. He said, See if these was described as a shared world adventure game in our original vision so we have seriously referred to it as swag s-w-a-g shared world adventure game a new type of multiplayer experience not just pve or pvp but both seamlessly merged that will always be the heart of the game and i get what he's driving at okay i myself I've struggled with my position on this, okay? There are times where I'm like, listen, it's not really PvP's fault in Sea of Thieves. Make the PvE better. Meaning, essentially, in other words, what I'm saying is, is if all the PvE was equal in speed and efficiency, it wouldn't feel so demoralizing to get attacked. Certain activities can require large amounts of time, and all of that time is essentially wasted if you get sunk in the middle or near the end. Other activities become the central focus of grinding because they are faster on turnaround, which means you're taking less risk. If somebody attacks you and sinks you, maybe you only lose 20 or 30 minutes, not your entire play session. This tweet, I thought, summed it up nicely, and it was in response to the creative director saying that the game is both about PvP and PVE. A friendly a user on Twitter who is named a friendly pest said the following. I have probably never been more frustrated by an experience than having my crew ambushed and repeatedly hunted by an aggressive and very competent group of players at the later end of a 4-hour adventure. I'm old and I don't have time for that in my life. I don't care what age you are, nobody wants to deal with that. This is precisely why so many of us have walked away from the game. You can devote hours of time into completing something, get attacked near the end of it, and you've wasted all of that time. You have nothing to show for it. It's not like whenever you're grinding in a game and you get a bunch of experience and gold, but maybe you miss out on a bonus or something. Like, you quite literally have wasted your evening. I truly believe they have a secret sauce. The, the, the formula here, they can have so much more than they've already built. The insistence on allowing this type of play to be the outcome of hours of work, it just doesn't make the game very appealing, and it doesn't make the game very sticky. And when I say sticky, what I mean is, nobody really sticks around. Everybody I talk to runs into this same frustration. One really bad play session, and they walk away. One rough night is enough to convince a lot of us to just stop playing entirely. It isn't worth it. You're just grinding for cosmetic pirate dress-up rewards. I have always said this is the most juxtaposed game that I have ever played. Super hardcore slow grind. A a a constant threat of of PvP attack. And it's all for goofy pirate dress-up rewards. Like, it's it's a charming game. It's, it's, It's truly a lovely and pleasant game to be in. But the fact that it's so hardcore, so slow on the grind, and your rewards are, you know, cooler outfits or decorative elements for your ship. That's it. There's no RPG elements here. You're not getting stronger. You're not you're not leveling up anything. Nothing's stronger the more you play, which I, I suppose is probably nice for the PvP aspects, but the responses to his tweet 
were mostly folks irritated that they still weren't really giving us a PvE mode. Maybe 20% of the responses, a minority of the responses, were people claiming that the devs were ruining the game by giving in to the crybabies. I mean, I literally saw people saying this. They're like, you're ruining the game. It's like, it's not even the main game. It's a tutorial experience. The ultimate, I think, reason why the game is limited in this way in Safer Seas Rare knows what would happen if they gave a PvE mode without any of these limitations. It would become the more popular mode. Players like myself would flood back to the game, and we would live in PvE land. Ultimately, the PvP folks would have nobody to chase and sink, because PvP-minded players aren't going to grind an adventure for multiple hours risking all that loss. A lot of them have already achieved the ranks and the unlocks that they want, which is another major problem for this game. A lot of the most invested players have nothing left to do except for PvP. It's why they protect it so forcefully when the subject comes up online. They're essentially saying, if you take the PvE-minded players out of our servers, we will have nothing to do, because that's who they end up attacking. They're not looking for PvP battles, they're not looking for 1v1, they're looking to attack somebody who's in the middle of a mission or a quest. They're easier to take out, it's satisfying, it's, 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 it's not griefing, but it comes from a mentality of, I've ruined somebody's evening, I've taken progress away from somebody. They take great joy from that, and the minute you take all those PvE players and you take them out of that environment, the people who have been grinding this game and that's basically all they have left is attacking other players if you take those players out of the game they feel that the game will be summarily ruined and i think they also know deep down that if you gave the lion's share of the player base the opportunity to go play in a pve environment that's where they would play like they know it it's like they know it would be a superior experience to a certain degree because you wouldn't have to worry about somebody chasing you for hours on end and not leaving you alone and you're like i'm just trying to run some adventures i'm just trying to get some treasure right now everybody always says it's a pirate game it's a pirate game so be it a bunch of us don't play and that's why i think this game could grow to a significantly larger size and player base if they considered evolving some of these elements but i do want to talk about some of the good aspects about this before i talk about why this is so disappointing first i do think they needed something for newer players i think this is a long time coming i cannot imagine new players lasting very long in the game in its current state Welcome to Season 10. Tons of very experienced players can't wait to chase and sink you while you're figuring out how to control your boat. All right? that, this also means that they clearly have plans for this game long term if they're just now at Season 10 considering what new players will need to become sort of onboarded into the game. I've always said that the sailing, the sound effects, even the soundtrack in this game, it makes it one of the most pleasant games to play. When I put it on my big screen and I slowly sail out to sea hearing the boat creak and the waves spray, there is a secret sauce of bliss here that I really think they've tapped into. Nobody does it better than Sea of Thieves. Often, though, that bliss is shattered by the super experienced crew waiting for me on the horizon. There is just something unmistakably great about Sea of Thieves, and it's why players like myself, we wish there were alternatives to the current setup. We sort of, in a jealous way, wish that we could play the game and enjoy it like other people are. The other good aspect of this is that it could lead to a more evolved 
version. I'm totally fine with lowered earn rates. I, I think 30% of the total is extreme. The game is already grindy as it is. I'm also totally fine with PvP rewards or or elements that are only reserved for the PvP environment. I think that is fine but there are significant portions of the game being withheld here i could see them expanding on this if it gains some traction the current downside is that most folks looking for pve have already written this mode off they looked at the details like me and they said that's not at all what we've been asking for i'm not coming back so if they truly see it as an intro tutorial style mode then it likely will never expand but the rest of us can certainly hope the last good thing about this is it means they are willing to at least try something with PvP turned off. They are very much painting themselves into a corner with how they're talking about this, though. I find myself agreeing with them to a certain degree. There is certainly something irreplaceable about filling your boat with treasure and hoping that you make it back to port. It's like the emotional investment cocktail that you get when you play a rogue. The threat of losing everything, that's a major aspect of the experience. But then the other part of my brain says, yeah, but sometimes I just don't want to have to deal with that. It's a very chill game. I'd love to just chill with it. And I know people are going to say, well, you can do that in Safer Seas. With almost no progression or no opportunity to do anything from the main game, I don't see Safer Seas being that appealing to anybody who has played this game before. That leads to my final section on why this is so disappointing. Rather than retread everything I have said in the past, along with every other player asking for PvE, many of us have said the same things time and time again, I'd rather talk about how great Sea of Thieves actually is, and why I feel the game's wasting so much of its potential. First, the sailing. In my opinion, the sailing in this game is unmatched. I genuinely think that Skull and Bones will launch and drive players back to Sea of Thieves. The way that Starfield had No Man's Sky having one of its best months in years, I think people will play Skull and Bones for an afternoon and say, well, this just makes me want to go back to Sea of Thieves. They have absolutely nailed the waves, the, the, the sounds, the design around sailing the high seas is immaculate. And similarly, I think to No Man's Sky... I feel that Sea of Thieves could really have a lot more popularity by evolving and doing really, really big and substantive updates. I know they've done good things, but so many players just find the game to be unapproachable because of the nature of how PvP typically rolls out. I admit that much of the game has evolved for the better, but it feels antithetical to the game's appearance and its draw to make it so unapproachable, to make it so hardcore. And I know people always say, oh, I play all the time and I never see anybody. Many of us have not had such luck. And as I read that tweet, if you have a three-hour play session going on or a four-hour play session going on and you're working on some kind of an adventure and you get chased by a much more experienced crew and they sink you, there's not really any way to recoup that. You're just sort of like, well, I just threw my evening away. All right, see everybody later. And everybody wants to push back with the empty platitudes of, isn't it just fun to play? What, what, what happened to just playing games for fun? Okay, well, let me take your game that you've put four hours into. Let's say it's a single-player action-adventure game, and you've played for four hours, and you've unlocked things, and you've gotten farther in the story, and let me push a button and erase all that progress. So the next night you come back, you have to do it again. That would make me say to you, well, what's the problem? Didn't you have fun doing that? Won't it be fun doing it all over again? Losing progress is never something that's going to be appealing and make people want to come back to your game. 
I honestly think that in the five years that the game has been out, this is just such a half measure, especially because it garnered attention of all the PvE players immediately, only to find out that you basically built an intro tutorial space, not a PvE option. From where I sit, they should have just built it as that. They should have said, listen... We understand newer players sometimes have a hard time with our game. We're building a tutorial server that will be very limited in scope and let you play and learn the game without the threat of PvP. And I wouldn't have paid any attention to it. I'm like, oh cool, they built a tutorial. I wouldn't have even covered it. This got attention. It made headlines. It it stirred up discussion about the game because folks thought it was a PvE mode. And adding a tutorial to your game, I just I don't think a tutorial is going to make headlines it proves that the demand for a pve mode is still there after all this time and i'll continue to remain consistent on this point i don't want them to change the game for me i don't want them to harm the game's identity if they believe they cannot add a pve mode without doing that then they should stick to their guns i support their artistic vision for this game But I firmly believe there are ways to do this without harming the identity of Sea of Thieves. And I also want to remain consistent in that if they don't make those changes, I will continue to accept that this is just simply not a game for me and I won't play it. Much like the Souls easy mode debate, right? Souls games should add an easy mode. You're free to voice your opinion, but then I think you have to accept that just certain games are not designed for you. I can't help but think that Sea of Thieves could be so much more. I don't think the threat of PvP, I don't think the way that PvP typically plays out is making this game soar or expand into new horizons. It sort of shackled the game. They have this world, they have this they have this feel, this expertly designed simulation of sailing, and it still just feels like a game hobbled by a community and a vision committed to making PvE risky and PvP not risky at all. That to me is the fundamental failing of this game. To insist on PvP always being active, but you create literally no risk for PvP. Every time you boot up the game, you get a fresh a fresh ship with no risk of loss. You don't you get nothing. You don't lose anything if you set out from that moment, shoot a bunch of, of people, sink them, and if you get sunk in the process, you don't lose anything. If, if you're actively grinding a quest or an adventure or carrying treasure in your boat, you're risking literally nothing by playing PvP if you avoid that. Okay, so if I'm carrying treasure and I'm doing the adventure, I'm taking all the risk. And if you avoid all that, well, you're not taking any risk. You can just boot up, grab your ship, sink people all night, and if you fail or you get sunk, you lose nothing. Meanwhile, the PvE-minded players, well, they risk everything. According to the game's director, this is, quote, not just PvE or PvP, but both seamlessly merged. That will always be the heart of the game. Well, I would say you've not merged them at all. You basically just set it up to where PvP-minded players get to kill PvE-minded players. That's not seamlessly merged when one side's taking all the risk and the other takes literally none. They're completely separate entities, with one being heavily favored in the risk-reward category. I think that's something that continues to need to be considered. Those who play PvP all night have absolutely no reason to stop or any concern or worry if they fail. Those of us that want to run an adventure or do something that takes a significant amount of time, well, we have nothing but everything to lose in fear. So, we'll see if these ever get a true PvE mode added to it. After five years, I can confidently say probably not. The devs seem happy to keep the game at the current player base numbers, which 
it's not terrible, but it's also not impressive. It's not even right now in the top 50 Xbox played games. The other day I checked, it was like 46. And on Steam, it has decent numbers, but nothing that you would say is extremely high, or I wouldn't even say healthy. It's basically the same people who have been playing all along. And maybe they have plans to do bigger and more exciting events, so they want to get Safer Seas in place to bring in newer players. They, again, the devs just seem happy to kind of stay where they are. The question is, will this new mode bring in new players and have them sort of develop a taste for the game? Only, I think a problem with that is, if they do come in and they enjoy Safer Seas and they do get a taste for the game, they're going to get run right back out of the game the minute they leave Safer Waters and meet the long-standing PvP players in the main game. Only time will tell, but this new mode could be a hole in the side of the boat, sinking the notion that PvE can't work, and maybe one day, some of us will get what we want. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion on this. See if these continues to prove one thing. It's a game that folks want to play. This debate would not still be going five years in if the game was doing something right. They're clearly doing something right. People want to play Sea of Thieves. I continue to think that they could grow this game into something so much more than it currently is. Looking at Steam charts is, I think, having a slight climb right now because they're kind of building up to Season 10, but it isn't even in the most top 50 most played games on Xbox right now. I simply can't fathom this game having a very large and engaged community, and it doesn't seem by all accounts when we look at the numbers. The second thing I want to say is, the potential of this game always feels untapped from where I sit. From the earliest days, it's been shackled to an ideal that makes growing your player base seemingly impossible. Like many other PvP funnels before it, the most committed players succeed in cannibalizing the player funnel, and that ultimately makes the game plateau, which, as far as I can tell, whenever we check this game's numbers and its ranking, it's basically the same core audience playing it for the last couple of years. And keeping them happy is totally fine, but the Safer Seas tutorial wasn't born out of nothing. They're likely looking at new player onboarding, and they decided that something was needed. Why? Because I don't think their community is all that welcoming. Anytime this discussion comes up, anytime I've played the game, anybody that sees you chases you incessantly and sinks you. They don't take your treasure. They don't stop to pick anything up. They just keep on going. I've had my boat sunk in port when I just started. And I repaired it, and they came back, shot it, and they just kept going until it was sunk. There was no reason to do that. There wasn't. I didn't have any treasure. They didn't get out of the boat to try to steal my treasure. They didn't get out of the boat to try to stop me. They just thought it was hilarious to sink someone's boat who had literally just spawned into the game. So the community, I think, is proving itself that just, you know, you need some type of a tutorial experience or new players will never stick around because that's generally how these audiences behave. They've established that they've established in their mind that that's the way to play Sea of Thieves. And when you come in, if you don't fold into that, you're not going to last for very long. My conclusion is this. The real question is not just about new player onboarding, but also returning players. This mode made headlines because, much like adding the no-build mode to Fortnite, I believe there are swaths of players who would return to Sea of Thieves. I truly think a PvE mode stands as a direct threat to the maintained player base. They need enough newer or less experienced players in the pool 
or at the very least they need pve focused players every single season they want you to dive back in they want you to serve as cannon fodder for the pvp players as a pv a pve mode however would turn servers into pvp only minded funnels which is not what they want Playing against other experienced PvP-minded players is not fun. Sinking somebody who's been doing four hours of work, well, that's where the real fun resides. In other words, what I'm saying is, if they were to add a PvE mode, it would harm the main servers, the main funnel of players, because the core audience right now, that's what they hope for every season. They jump back in, they get their grind on, they do their things, but when they're done doing that, they love the fact that the servers are full of players working on stuff, so that they can attack them. Not every player in Sea of Thieves behaves in this way, but if my experience and the fact that they're having to add a new player tutorial, if that proves anything, a lot of the player base does behave in this way. So for now, like so many other times before, I'm going to look at Sea of Thieves from a distance, hoping that safer seas is the beginning of a change. Because just like in the game, the winds can change, and it can take things in a new direction. Which, for Sea of Thieves and players like myself, that would be... A welcome thing and that's the show open thank you guys so much for being here we have debated this time and time again and when i saw this announcement i did i got really excited i was like oh my gosh they're finally gonna do it they're gonna let me play pve i'll, I'll earn lower i'll everything will be slowed down that's totally fine but then the more i looked at it the more i was like you didn't build a pve mode you built a tutorial like that's all this is this is designed for a brand new player to come in and not get obliterated in their first 20 to 30 minutes of playing which again they built this because they know what their player base does i i think that's fundamentally what i'm going to keep coming back to in the discussion they literally know they're like listen if new players stand a snowball's chance in heck to survive our game we need a tutorial because new players are coming in and they're just getting obliterated right let me update something here for you uh we are currently at 2343 on the uh, on that count and let's get the daily goal up there for members let's slide this in this is your last week to push for the big member goals we have dropped down a teeny bit that's okay there's nothing to worry about but the first milestone we're working on is 3000 we're currently at 2343 343's in there so let's get that started who wants to be the first member of the day let me check fan funding and make sure nobody did anything during the show open okay they didn't let me pop out the chat and i want to read what some of you guys are saying about this parasito has a comment here in the discord on this subject he says part of the problem with the pvevp argument is the removal of the dedicated pvp mode almost two years ago funneling pvp first players into the open seas resulted into a very large uptick in reaper allegiances which in turn means dying a lot more to players and being hunted often these hunts and kills are because of the captaincy update where you have an account bound ship that has running history and log people essentially look for kill marks on their ship I'm not one to sign off on a single loot run gets killed, but also tend to have above average ship skills and am able to outrun or outmaneuver many encounters. That being said, I tend to play for the big number loot and will still stack missions to get level 5 flags almost every time I log in. Because of that, I've gotten hunted across the entire map several times since PvP Arenas was removed, creating encounters often full of high-ceiling players, knowing every intricate mechanic of both ship and player combat, often to the degree 
degree of trying to combat frame and range perfect blunderbuss deaths. All of this is compounded by the network model of the game and the extremely lackluster ping normalization and the game's semi-predictive behaviors. So there's somebody who's who's played a lot. Now, I know when they shut down Arena, Parasito, I know when they shut down Arena, they said that only like a very small percentage of the player pool engaged with Arena. It was like, what, 2% or something? It was not a lot. So I, I don't disagree with most of what you're saying. I just don't know if when they shut down Arena, did that actually cause a groundswell of all these PvP-minded players to suddenly flood the normal servers. You know, I, I, like, in, in what you're describing is exactly what the one guy described. He was like, when I'm finishing a four-hour long adventure, well, the last thing I want to do is suddenly get chased by some super experienced team that's just going to sink me. And it's like, it's not even a matter of like, oh, get good, or oh, that's part of the game. It's like, no, I, that, that's my entire evening is then thrown away. I can't imagine playing Jedi Survivor for an entire night, which I, I finished it recently. Uh, I, 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 need, I need to go back and do some of the other things, but I finished the main story, which is what I was primarily interested in. I think it took me about 26 hours. I would have been furious if I would have put like an hour or two in one night and come back the next day and been like, oh my, it didn't save my progress. That's what it feels like to play Sea of Thieves. Arena was garbage when they shut it down. Nobody liked it because it was just PvP, and it was like, nobody's playing this game for PvP. Nobody wants to 1v1. They want to go chase somebody who's who's not as good as them or is currently distracted. Derek says, if I wasn't watching your stream and know from experience how well you research stuff, I would not believe what I'm hearing. It's just terrible. Well, here's what I don't understand. Why didn't they just make a tutorial server, right? And just call it that. Like, you called it Safer Seas. Like, everybody got really excited. We read in the blog. I was like, oh, you're finally going to let us play and avoid PvP? Oh, my gosh. It's a dream come true, right? It, it, It is a dream come true. But it's just a tutorial server. Everything's turned off. You can do, like, a very small number of things. You can only get to level 40. None of the main like grind of sea of thieves is in safer seas and here's the thing if they would have done that nobody would have paid any attention to it do you see what i'm saying it 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 articles were written videos were made i perked up and tweeted about it why because oh we're getting pve finally we'll be able to avoid player versus player in, in uh, encounters and it was like, well, no, it's just a tutorial. If they would have just announced a tutorial, nobody nobody would have batted an eye. Yo, what's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. Good to see you as well, Finn Freak. Been a while. Solemn says, I don't think PvP will fix nor really improve Sea of Thieves, no matter how they iterate on it or even the scale of it if they try. It's clear the PvE is the draw-in. That's what just... I, I don't understand. To this day, it blows my mind that... of the content they add to this game, roughly. I'm I'm just throwing out a number. It's a a majority. It's a ton. It's it's PvE content. Like, I don't get it. Like, most of what they add, most of what they put in there for you to do is PvE. Now, yes, they've added things for PvP, 
but it's never ever been the primary focus by the way this is such on target this is so on target merch today uh is do we have the yeah it's into the am i I have the right t-shirt command i was like i almost forgot i had this shirt i was like i'm covering sea of thieves i need to wear the pirate shirt parasito says arena was a small percentage of the entire player base yes but still a sizable portion of the active users especially considering servers can only have four ships at a time and the amount of the people bounce around pvp players will jump onto a server not see any good bounty marks hop onto a new server lower volume group higher surface area i get what you're saying parasito i mean that makes sense it makes sense isn't the pve content supposed to be fought over though here's the thing spriggan I have always said that there are elements of this game that only work when PvP is active. I will always admit that. There are elements of Sea of Thieves that it doesn't work if there's no threat of other pirates, okay? And that's why I've always said, if you do a PvE mode, make it be more about the grind and the stories and the you know the more PvE focused stuff. You could slow down earn rates. I think 30% of the total earn rate is ridiculous. I think that's unbelievably slow. The game's already grindy, right? So I've always said that. And the reason I've always said that is that would still motivate people to go to the PvP environments because they'd get way more. Zachary Guy shoots first. Han shot first, and so did you. First gifted member of the day. He starts us off. We got a ways to go. This might be the first month in many months we haven't hit any of our goals. Like, no, we've been hitting the 25 goal. Don't get me wrong. But like the fight night goal, this might be the first month in a long time we haven't hit it. You guys got to go big this week. We're gonna need some. Uh, we're gonna need some trains if we're gonna hit some of these goals. Finn Freak is grabbing that gifted member. Congratulations, Finn Freak. Welcome on in. The PVE content is to bait the people to get them into the game and then the wolves swoop. <laughs> That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It's like you put, you know, Johnny Depp on your advertisements or, well, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow. And I'm like, oh, man, let's go play that. And they're like, and then once you get in, they're like, surprise, mother. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not kidding you. The one night my wife and I went to play, she was like showering and then she was going to come down. And we were going to play. I was getting our boat ready. So I'm getting it stocked up. I'm loading it up with everything we're going to need. Like you're right. Cause you can run around when you first spawn. What's good Zubair. You can run around when you first spawn and you can grab stuff from the barrels and put it in your boat. And as I'm doing this, a ship sails by and he shoots my boat. And so I wait until he gets so far away and I'm like, okay. And I run over and I patch my boat and I get rid of all the water. I'm like, sweet. Okay. He was just doing that to be funny. And he's going on his merry way. No, He saw that I got on my boat and repaired it, and he turned around and came back. And I was like, okay. So now I'm in a battle of, I want to waste your time, because you're wasting mine. So I just commit, and I just repair the boat, repair the boat, repair the boat, repair the boat, being like, well, if I do this, that's time that you can't spend going and messing with somebody else. So I'm trying to waste his time you know, as he's basically wasting mine. Eventually, I ran out of the the wood to patch the holes, and I and I sunk. And I was like, "Wow, what a great achievement! You you sunk a boat that had was fr- was freshly minted and spawned. Like I wasn't even doing anything yet. I wasn't on a quest. I had no treasure. You know, the fact that he came back and kept doing it, it was like, this is your player base right here. This is why you need a tutorial for new players." Because that's what a new player would experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Yo, what's good, Javier Cotto? Good morning, everyone. Zub is back. How you doing? Good to see you, Javier. That's just when I buy a cannonball crate and sit on the island cannon so they can keep killing my so they can't keep killing my ship. Right, like I don't I don't have all that knowledge, Parasito. I boot up and I'm like, let me grab some bananas and some cannonballs and some wood, and then my wife and I can go run some quests. I don't know all this stuff. Like, well, you gotta go and do that, you gotta it's like, come on. <laughs> it's like I've always said this about this game. It's the most juxtaposed game I have ever seen. It's incredibly grindy. Progress is really slow. It's super hardcore. If you get in a server with anybody doing PvP, it's hardcore, buddy. They will they will chase you for forever. And what are you grinding for? P- pirate dress up. Like that's what the game is. That's what the game is. And I'm not down I'm not downing it. It's charming. I want to do that. That's fun. Like having your your ship decorated in a certain way and 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 uh, decorating your pirate in a certain way, all those things sound great. Like I genuinely think that Skull and Bones is going to cause a surge of interest in Sea of Thieves because I think everybody's going to go play Skull and Bones and be like, "This sucks," but then they're going to go play Sea of Thieves, right? I mean, No Man's Sky had a boost in players and their biggest month in years because of Starfield. Why? Well, because people went to play Starfield. It didn't give them the exploration they wanted, so then they went to No Man's Sky, right? I think people are going to do the same thing with Skull and Bones. They're going to be like, ooh, pirate. Pirate life for me. Yeah, let me play this game. And they're going to be like, I don't understand. why I'm only on my ship. You know, what's the point of this game? I get off my ship for, for almost no reason. It, unless, of course, it's like walk around a town or something. Solemn says, well, they have plenty of NPC pirate ships. Maybe they just focus on improving in that department and offer PvE-only servers. You still get the same level, but with less intentional targeting and griefing. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, the end game's always fashion. That's right. Because David David Langer is, 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 is piling on with the idea and saying, and the pirate ships in PvE can level with you. I think they've backed themselves into a corner. They have 100% painted themselves into a corner. Cat comes in with a 10 bomb. 10 gifted members. Thank you so much, Cat. Cat says, we might not hit the first goal of the of the of the month, which is fight night. She's like, we might not hit it. I'm gonna make sure we get close. Guys, fight night is within grass, but we have dipped a teeny bit. You got this week to try to get to 3,000. The big, big goal is way out there. We'll probably have to kick that one to next month. But Cat making sure it's respectable. We're gonna get close, or at least we're gonna hit one of them. I think we can hit fight night. I, I bet you we can. And then fright nights for the, the next one after that. Is there a proximity chat? There is. There is. You should be able to boot PvP players for griefing and tell them off. Well, I mean, there are people that always say this about proximity chat. They're like, "Where well, are, are you talking to anybody? You know, are you talking to anybody? Are you are you telling them not not to attack you?" And you know what my answer is? No, I'm sitting on the couch with my wife. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm playing with my kiddos. I'm not trying to talk to somebody. Hey. Hey, buddy, can you hear me? Got your mic plugged in? You know what I mean? Been out sick with the sickie, but I'm back, baby. All right, cat. Cat's feeling saucy, calling me baby. (laughs) Lono, I think they have as well. If they do it, they'll likely kill PvP. They can't half-butt it. They would have to rip the Band-Aid off. Well, here's the thing. Aren't we at 11 gifted? Oh, I messed that up. You're right. I messed that up. We already had one. Whoops, my mistake. Sorry. I'm not trying to take uh, gifteds away from you guys. There we go. There we go. Um, 
I, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. It, the, the problem is, and the problem will always be, they know if they give us a PvP, a non-PvP environment, it would kill the main, the main core hub. It would. Be- Why? Because that's what everybody would go play. That's what everybody would go play. Even track with me here, especially. Let's imagine they don't even nerf your. They don't even nerf your progression. If they don't even nerf your progression, even PvP players would grind all their PVE stuff in in the environment with PvP turned off. They would. They would go there. Why? Because it's gonna be faster. No one's gonna mess with them. <laughs> they would go there and grind all their stuff. That, I mean, that's typically how the season flow likely goes. Typically, typically, what probably happens is the more competitive players, they come back, it's a brand new season. They grind like crazy, they get everything done that they want to get done, and then they spend the rest of the season just, you know, attacking other players because you get to the point where there's nothing left for you to do. And I get that. Like, what you know, they like sailing. They've gotten good at hunting down other players. So I totally get that. I get why somebody would like doing that but that creates a very a a game that's just not very approachable because if you don't do that and you don't vibe with that you're just on the receiving end of the attacks you're like well i'm i was just gonna play with my buddies and and get some treasure and, and do an adventure and i just got chased for 45 minutes and lost everything there's this is this is how i want to couch it i don't think i've ever couched it this way before one of the general problems with PvP, I think, and I think this is a threat to more stripped-down arena shooters, especially, okay? We, I've got a video coming later today about Titanfall. So this is actually relevant to Titanfall and, and what might be happening there. Because in that video, I touch on this. I touch on arena shooters and can they have longevity. And <clears throat> one of the issues with PvP in general, especially when you're in the more classic, more stripped-down arena style is there's just there's a winner and a loser and it's not fun at all to lose so like my kiddos played soccer on saturday and they both won but even on the times well my son's team hasn't lost yet they have one tie but they shouldn't have tied the ref was terrible they're an amazing team they should not have tied they should have a flawless record anyways my daughter's team has one loss and in that loss, you know, we were able to learn. I was able to really push them. We were able to, like, really, really take our lumps and 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 take it well, right? Losing well. But in video games, video games are, are, are not about self-improvement. Now, there are games that are about self-improvement, especially when you're playing a Souls game. You're going to have to dig down. You're going to have to really assess... Are you are you making mistakes? Are you are you are you misreading telegraphs? You know, do you need to get better? Do you need to practice all those things? There's a there's a level of self improvement there. But generally speaking, when you play a game like you know Sea of Thieves or Call of Duty or you know classic Halo and all of that, it's it's only really fun when you're winning. If you're losing, if you're basically getting shellacked, there's not a whole lot of entertainment value in there. It's very binary. It's a zero or a one. You're winning or you're losing. I think that's a general latent problem with PvP. Now, they've tried to solve this in games like, you know, Fortnite. They've tried to solve this with skill-based matchmaking. They've tried to solve this with doing sort of like a PvEification, right? They do a PvEification to 
battle royales. You've got check boxes, you've got quests, missions, there's bots on the map, there's little PvE encounters. What are they doing? Well, they're gamifying the game. They're giving you like other games within the game to do. So that way, even if you lose, you still did something with your time. Does that make sense? Like you could play for two hours in Fortnite and never walk away with a victory royale and you still got stuff done. They've built in all of these sort of intrinsic systems of progression and a sense of achievement. Why? Well, they understand the psychology of these games and they know that when you're losing, you're not having fun and you're less likely to come back. Track with that. That to me, that's a big long, you know, argument point to establish that PVP in general is a binary that's really really unapproachable if you're losing if you're not the one winning there's there is there is nothing fun about that because people will say oh it's so intense man it's so intense you know I, I i i got chased and i lost all my stuff okay that's adrenaline pumping like the first time that it happens but after that i I don't think so. I think it just becomes annoying. It's a nuisance. You're losing you're losing time. You play for 2 hours, you get sunk and you lose all your stuff. You don't you don't you don't get anything to show for it. I think that's the problem. It's it's a binary. It's you're either winning or you're losing. And when you're playing a game like this, losing hurts. It's not just like in a like a Call of Duty match where like you lose and you just jump into the next one. And you're back in the action, you're shooting again, and the games last for, you know, 10 minutes. That, that is, I think, easier to take. What's not easy to take is the idea that, oh, well, you just spent two hours working on that, and you're now sunk, and you lost all that. So let's get you back in there. And spend another couple hours working on that. Like, that's not at all appealing to people that are just playing games to have fun. Not like you're describing a rogue. I would say even rogues have softened up, Zuby. I think they've softened up. There's a constant sense of progression even when you're dying. Even when you're failing, you're progressing. To a certain degree. Not every time, but to a certain degree. And I actually mentioned rogues in the show open. I said... There's something special about Sea of Thieves when you know at any moment you can be attacked. And I said there is this risk of losing everything cocktail. There's this emotional cocktail that you get in a rogue that you can't replicate. You can only feel that sense. You can only have that heightened sense of adrenaline and fear when you're actually in risk of losing everything. And you really, really capture that in a rogue. When you're at a certain boss of a biome in Returnal, you know, if I die, it's all over. I got no astronaut. I got nothing. Your hands are starting to sweat. Your heart is pounding. Your eyes feel almost strained because there's so much stuff on the screen. You can't replicate that if you know inside, well, if I lose to this boss, I can just run back here and do it again. It's just, it just, it hits different. So I don't want to take that from Sea of Thieves. You want to have the threat of PvP. You want to have those environments. But the way it's currently structured, it just favors one side so heavily. There's no risk at all in spending an entire evening PvPing. You don't risk anything. 
You don't. There's no loss. You're not putting anything on the line. But the people doing an adventure, the people grinding with their buddies, they're putting everything on the line. Solemn says, I like Dave Langer's idea, and it's likely the easiest to implement. A PvP flag system. You could come... You could come into a server, opt out, and no way to be forced into it, and then flag when you're open to it. One downside is you join a server for PvP and no one wants to flag. How many times would you have to keep backing out and trying to find a new server? Yeah, people have made that recommendation before, and like the idea would be, if you let's say you grab a mission and it's worth... This is not at all built on how Sea of Thieves works. I'm just going to throw out numbers so we have something to talk about. All right, I've not played the game in a really long time. So let's say you go grab a quest that's worth, you know, a thousand gold and a thousand XP. Okay, so you're getting a thousand gold and you're getting a thousand XP. You're like, it's a pretty good mission. Now, when you stick it to your little board in your boat and you throw down your knife, it asks you flag for PvP for a two times bonus. And you'd be like, ooh, if I flag for PvP on this mission, I'm going to get a two times bonus. I'm going to get 2,000 gold. And I'm going to get 2,000 XP. What you're doing then is you're actually incentivizing being the prey. You're not predator at that point. You're prey. You're saying, okay, I, if I do this, they're going to see me on the high seas and they're going to know that guy's working on a mission. He's flagged for PvP. Let's go get him. Right, that, that guy's trying to get his, his, his double XP, he's trying to get his double gold. Now, let's say I'm playing on a, on a lazy night, you know? I'm not trying to have my blood pumping and my adrenaline soaring. I'm just trying to relax with my wife, okay? I wouldn't flag for PvP. And then we could work on that, and we wouldn't have to worry about any of that. And we would get less gold and less XP. I've always thought you can respect the spirit of this game and you can maintain that that tantalizing notion of ooh if i go out there and i'm constantly under threat of being attacked this this could be this could be really good i could make a ton of money reaper faction right but the way it currently works is it doesn't matter what you're doing or what you're flagged as like you're going out you're going to get attacked if anybody is in that server your best course of action is to probably play like crazy in the first six days because after that the hardcore players have probably done everything they need to do they've gone crazy they've no life the game they've played it non-stop and now all they care about is is pvp like in the early days of a season i would imagine people are grinding and trying to get certain things done first before they start pvping aren't the servers only like six ships i feel like they need to double that if you needed to opt in for pvp I mean, it's not perfect, Patrick. But and I don't and I don't know the technicalities of this in the back end. But wouldn't it be nice if you could like flag for PvP and it puts you into a server with a nice mix of players, right? It doesn't just throw you to the sharks. It's like, hey, we got somebody that wants to run some missions and they're flagging for PvP. Let's throw them in a server with five other boats that are on the hunt, right? Like obviously, there's extremes that you you would want to you would want to steer clear of. But it'd be pretty cool if you could do that, and it was like, okay, one moment, please, and a little spinner popped up, and it dropped you into a server where there were a couple of people running missions and a couple of people hunting, you know, and and they're doing PvP, and 
then you're you're good to go. Like they set out on the high seas, they don't grab a mission, they don't grab nothing. They just go down into their boat and go kaplunk, I'm I'm PvPing right now. And then and they would put you in a server knowing, oh hey, we've got a mixed we've got a good mixed server over here where we've got some people running you know missions, some people not running missions, but you know, everybody's generally flagged for PvP. And if you flag for PvE, then you if you, I'm sorry, if you flag for PvE, like if you don't flag at all, well then what it would do is it would just, honestly, it, would just, it doesn't matter where it puts you at that point. It would be, a, that would just be a private server, I guess. Yeah, so let me get you guys caught up. If you're just tuning in, we're about an hour into the stream. Uh, a little lighter turnout for Sea of Thieves than our typical audience size, which is totally fine. Sea of Thieves has been out for a really long time. I cover this because I wanted to cover it. I didn't think this was just like some some pressing, breaking news. I have covered Sea of Thieves ever since it came out in beta and have always wanted to see them make some changes. And so I thought this was worthy of covering. So if you're enjoying the show, make sure and hit the like button. Hit subscribe if you want to talk in my chat if you've never been here before. We welcome disagreement as long as you're respectful. Consider gifting some members if you haven't done so already. Help us get to our daily goal. Every 25, I give five back to the community, so I've gifted a lot of members. I actually owe you guys, I think I owe you five members from one of those days last week. I think I forgot to do it on Thursday. So let me catch you back up. So Sea of Thieves Season 10 is introducing a brand new feature. A single gifted member from Patrick. Thank you so much, Patrick. Getting things started there. Maybe get a little member train going. So Sea of Thieves Season 10 is coming out in October. And they announced something called Sea of Thieves Safer Seas. It's essentially a private environment for you and up to three other people that you might invite to play the game and no one can attack you. I don't even think anybody's even in your... Other than the people you bring with you, there's nobody in there with you. So when the news hit for this, everyone thought, we're getting PvE. We're finally going to get PvE servers. That is not what we are getting. The You get 30% of any gold earned or XP. Not 30% less, but you literally get 30% of it. So if you earn 100 XP, you actually only get 30 of it, okay? Beyond the fact that your earn rates are significantly lowered, you can only get factions up to 40, so you can't do Pirate Legend. There's a whole host of things that you can't do when you are in Safer Seas. So at first it seemed like they were giving us PvE. Everyone thought, here we go, we're finally going to get a PvE environment. That is not the case. There is a whole list of things that you don't get. Hourglass faction battles. Purchase and captain your own ship. You cannot do that. You cannot purchase and captain your own ship. This is essentially a tutorial environment. That's what it's designed for. You cannot sail as a part of a guild. You cannot sail as a trading company emissary. Live events are not available to you, like Golden Glory. So Safer Seas is designed to be an introduction to Sea of Thieves. So for the people that have been playing the game off and on over the years like me, maybe you've come back periodically, It this isn't designed for you. If you've been waiting for a PvE mode and you think, oh, this is it, this is finally my time to shine, that is not what this is for. This is designed for brand new 
players. A single gifted member from Rob V. Thank you so much, Rob V. He jumps in on it and moves the gifted member or the member total today to 13. Hilly says, I'm gutted they didn't make real PvE. Sea of Thieves is too grindy as is. The risk-reward for PvP is way too low. The PvE mode should be payout at the current mode, and they could just double the PvP on all things. Does the game still have hour-long quests that can be ruined? Yes. There was a gentleman that responded on Twitter, and he said, in response to the director... So the director basically says this game has never been about PvP or PvE. It's supposed to be both seamlessly merged. It's always been my contention that they aren't seamlessly merged because you can boot up and PvP all night and take zero risk. And if I boot up and do some adventures or do some missions or some quests, I'm taking tons of risk. That's not a seamless merge of PvP and PvE. That's very lopsided. Now this guy responds to the tweet and he says... I have probably never been more frustrated by an experience than having my crew ambushed and repeatedly hunted by an aggressive and very competent group of players at the latter end of a four-hour adventure. I'm old and don't have time for that in my life. So there are still lengthy things to do in the game that can take a very, very long time. And the last time we covered this, I basically said that I was changing my position. I said, it's not PvP's fault, it's PvE's fault. PvE's too grindy, it takes way too much time, it's disproportionately risky to do, there's a lot of the PvE elements, they're just too risky, they take too long, right? And the PvP guys can just come in and ruin your evening. Now, I, I still maintain, even though I, I adjusted my position back then, I said, well, don't take PvP out of the game. It is part and parcel to the secret sauce. It is part of the magic of Sea of Thieves. I still think I should be able to go into reduced progression PvE environments and just play with my kids or my wife and just sail and get stuff done knowing that I'm making less progress. I still think that is a completely legitimate non-game identity damaging changer update parasita says credit where credit is due a lot of the missions are a lot faster than they used to be unless you're doing a legendary or a level five quest oh a level five flag quest i mean i'd be happy to try it out again and see how fast it goes parasito but here's the problem and this has always been my contention about sea of thieves The game isn't good enough. It isn't. The game is not good enough, and here's what I mean. The game is charming and pleasant and can be very relaxing, but it's not good enough to endure one bad play session and you're done. Like, I'm one bad play session away from saying, I'm just going to go play something else. Why? Because the game's not that good. Now, let's contrast that to what I did last night in Lies of P. What did I do in Lies of P? Well, I kept running back to write, to fight King's Fire Fuoku, or whatever his name is, and he is a real son of a gun, okay? He's irritating. I kept getting him to second phase, and he would bug out and act crazy. He was doing weird stuff. His range attack was triggering when I was right in front of him, and then I couldn't dodge it, and I was dying. Because he was glitching out. He was acting weird. Even when I beat him, 
he was glitching out, okay? Now, in the fight, I can acknowledge, oh, there's some glitches, there's some bugs happening. But by and large, those games have a fail rate. I know I'm going to keep losing in a boss fight. I think it took me a total of about 20 tries to beat him. That's actually uniquely high for me. Typically, I beat bosses much quicker than that in games like this. I played through the entirety of Sekiro, and I beat most bosses in under an hour, except for Ishin at the end. I think Owl took me about almost an hour and a half. Everybody else took me under an hour, and then Ishin really took me to the cleaners, okay? Five-hour fight. Now, I keep playing, right? I keep playing because Lies of P is really satisfying. It's really fun. The opening area had some tropes that I got a little annoyed by because it just felt like they were copying Dark Souls. It was like, okay, this is an homage to Dark Souls. They did a lot of the things, like they ripped things right from Dark Souls. And I got over that because the further I got in the game, the better it got, right? The opening is sort of a, they're, they're doing a little hat, you know, hat tip, head nod to, to Dark Souls. Now, the reason I keep playing is because why? The game's good enough. It justifies me continuing to play. The issue with Sea of Thieves is the game's good. It really is. It's un it's unmatched in certain categories. You can't play a sailing game as good as Sea of Thieves anywhere right now. You can't. It in certain regards, it's unmatched. Sea of Thieves gameplay in some at some level, in so, in certain circumstances, it's unmatched. But the content loop itself, what I'm doing it's not hitting such high heights of enjoyment and satisfaction It that I'm going to... Hang on, I got chroma key turned on. I was like, my glasses don't look right. I'm not hitting such high heights that I'm going to keep coming back after a rough play session. Does that make sense? Not last night, but the night before. I tried that 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 fire... What's his, what's he called? King's Fire Fuoku or Foku or whatever you say, however you say his name. Yo, 30 months from Abe. Thank you so much. And so yeah, I tried and tried and tried and I failed and failed and failed. And I got, I got kind of grumpy and I went to the discord and I was like, why do you lay on the ground for so long? I, I still think that that's an issue. I still think you lay on the ground way too long. If you miss time one a block on some of the guy's bigger attacks, you literally are taking a nap. You're just like laying on the ground. It's like, get up (laughs) get up um i still have issues with how long you lay on the ground it doesn't seem to be proportionate to a missed block okay do damage to me that's fine knock me on the ground that's fine but let me get back up you know just let me get back up so i can enter the fight again aside from that i came back the next night because i knew i can beat this guy i know it'll be very satisfying The issue with Sea of Thieves is if I have a really bad night, someone ruins my night and they won't leave me alone and I, you know, I lose a couple hours of of work that I was working on something. I, I can't come back and have any sense of a guarantee that it won't just happen again. And even if it doesn't happen, the gameplay itself's not good enough. It's like your game's not good enough. Like your game's okay. It's fun. It's very arcadish, throwback, casual, you know, have some laughs with the boys. But there's nothing enduring about it. You're not like feeling the itch to jump back in the next night after a bad session. 
Liza P. I was like, oh, I'm jumping back in. I'm beating this guy tonight. You don't, you don't do that to me, sir. <laughs> I will win. There's a perk in the P organ allows you to dodge up from the ground. You get up quicker. I generally don't think you should create latent handicaps that are answered in the skill tree. Skill tree. I think the skill tree should enhance what you already have. Right. I don't think you should have like a latent handicap because that's a handicap if I've ever seen one in the game. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get knocked on the ground and laying there for a disproportionate amount of time creates these weird gaps in the fight. It happened in Horizon Forbidden West. The vanilla version of Horizon Forbidden West did the same thing. I was like, why am I laying on the ground for so long? (laughs) They didn't say, oh, we have a perk for that. They patched it. So... I think there's still some tweaks that need to be done to Lies of P. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's very satisfying. But I think that game is is got some rough edges. It does. Even the boss I was fighting, he acts kind of... <clears throat> he gets a little glitchy and a little buggy in his second phase. Even when I beat him. Even when I beat him, he was glitchy and buggy. He just kept doing the same attack over and over again. And it just happened to be one of the ones that's really easy to block. There were a couple times where he did the same attack over and over again and it was that stupid fireball and I couldn't get away from it because he's supposed to do it when you're far away and he was doing it when I was up close and I couldn't get away from it. It just kept blasting me. It was like the hitbox was like nicking like the tip of my head because he was like shooting right over my shoulder. So I still think there's some polish needed. Elsewhere broadcast says, what if they had some kind of wanted system? If you sink ships, you become more wanted and other players could get some kind of a reward for sinking you would that fix the problem that's been a suggestion every time this has ever come up i've always said there's no risk for being a pvp player there isn't and everybody always goes there they're like oh but what if you end up on a wanted thing and you show up on the map and people can hunt you for money i fully support that idea like as soon as you sink somebody there's a bounty on you in the high seas And honestly, this is what I think should happen. I also think, we've discussed this before, if you sink me, you automatically get all the treasure out of my boat. Automatically. Oh, but you could go back and get it. No. (laughs) No. I got sunk, you get my treasure. Now, instead of me going back to get it, I'm looking for you. Because you're on the map. You've been marked. There's a bounty on your head. And you got all my treasure. Now you got skin of the game. Now you've got skin of the game. Because it's like, oh, I could go turn all this in and get a ton of money. Ooh, I don't want to do that. You want to know You want to know the main problem with what we're saying is? And why it wouldn't work? A PvP-minded player would sink you. And as soon as the bounty's on them, they would just scuttle their ship. And start over. Like, and then they wouldn't have any treasure. They don't care about the treasure. They're not sinking you for the treasure. They're sinking you for the fun of it. Like what Eugene's saying, just having a bounty doesn't even equal risk. Oh, if I sink somebody, I have a bounty. Oh, I get sunk. What's my risk? Yeah, what do you lose? That's exactly right. Well, generally, Lance, when you sink me, all my treasure's floating in the ocean. My experience has been <laughs> that when somebody sinks me, they don't go for the treasure. They don't care. That's not why they're doing it. It's too much trouble. 
it's too much trouble to try to go get all the treasure. They got it. They got to go up to it and like you know, harpoon it into their boat or or jump out of their boat or whatever the case may be. So generally speaking, the PvP minded players they're not out there looking for treasure. They're just looking for people to hunt. They like chasing a boat down, shooting it, sinking it, and then they go on their way. And and my frustration with that has always been, I just played for two hours. I have all this risk. If I get sunk, if I get seen, I I, I, I run the risk of losing everything. That guy could play for P, he could play PvP minded for two or three hours, sink two or three boats, and he risks nothing. He risks nothing. If he makes a mistake and like runs into a rock or somebody shoots him and sinks him and he and his boat sinks, it's like he doesn't lose anything. He's got no skin in the game at all. That's one of the biggest problems with the way the game is set up. Like, don't tell me, the director of the game, don't tell me that your game, it's not PvE or PvP. It's a seamless blending of the two. They're not seamlessly blended at all. Because... <laughs> I'm taking all the risk. You announce all this great content. You've got adventures and tall tales and you've got quests and rank and buy your own boat captaincy. You got all this stuff for me to come and do. And if I come and do those things, I'm taking a massive amount of risk with my time. And my time is infinitely more valuable. So that's the other thing I think people forget here is we're not talking about a Souls game where the more you play, the better you get. I was confident that there would be return of my investment. I knew if I keep playing this guy, you you know that moment. If you've been playing Souls games, you know there's a moment where it kind of clicks and you're critiquing your own gameplay more than getting irritated. We've all been there, right? You go in, you try it a couple times, you're like, okay, okay, I think I've got it. There's this weird valley, at least for me, there's this weird valley for Souls games where, like, I think I've got it, and when I'm failing, I just get irritated. I'm like, this is stupid. I, You know, the sense of injustice provokes the anger. So you're irritated because you think you know enough to win. It's when you come out of the valley of thinking you know enough, and the, and the fight really starts to click, and you start critiquing your own gameplay. And I'm like, oh that attack leads to a follow-up swing i can get two big blocks here i messed that up i didn't do that right do you see there is a return of my investment the more i play as long as i'm not just raging out i'm learning and because i'm learning i'm going to get better the problem with a game like sea of thieves is there's only so much you can do to get better it's like okay uh, there's two or there's two people on this boat and they're they know what they're doing and they're really fast and I'm by myself or you know I'm playing with my wife. There's only so much we can do. We there's a skill ceiling on what we're doing. Why? Because we're just playing to have fun. I'm not trying to sweat in Sea of Thieves. I'm not trying to become an expert sailor or pirate. I'm just like I, I went to an island and I held open a map and it told me where a red X was and I went and dug up the treasure. Like that's what's being required of me. <laughs> Do you see? In Lies of P, the content loop is laced with you, you better be on your toes. You better be quick. You better be able to block. You better be able to dodge. See if Thieves is like, hey, come and sail and these charming little maps and dig up some treasure. 
yeah, and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then it's like, and now your life is ruined. Like, what? Where did, what happened? You better be good at this game. I'm not that good at this game. What's happening? I'm sunk. I lost two hours. <laughs> Do you see? Like, for me, for me, I would make a joke, but I don't want to get banned again. You didn't even get banned. PvE is much more preferable. I just feel like there is an internal dissonance inside of Sea of Thieves. There is no dissonance inside of Lies of P. Lies of P asks me to be great, and if I'm not great, I die. It asks me to learn. It asks me to adapt, and I do. Else I peril, right? Now, else I peril, else I perish. Sorry, I said that wrong. Lest I perish. Lest I perish? Lest I perish. Yeah, sorry. I, mis- I I said that incorrectly. I need to do all those things or I'm going to die. Sea of Thieves. You could play Sea of Thieves three nights in a row. And your first two nights, nothing happens. You go to a couple islands. You get some treasure. You turn it in. Give your buddy a high five. And you go on your merry way. It doesn't ask that much of you. Can you press some buttons... Can you steer a boat? You know, can you? Cool. Third night, all of a sudden you're being attacked by some veteran crew. Game's been out for five years, right? Game's been out for five years and you're sunk. And it's like, well, wait, what was I supposed to do? Oh, you were supposed to get good. Well, okay. In the process of the content loop up to now, what has trained me for this moment? Remember your training. I don't have any training, you know, in Toy Story. It's like, I don't have any training. Your game your game doesn't train me. Is, is Sea of Thieves considered a hardcore game? He's acting like it is. Aren't you listening to what I'm saying? That's where the juxtaposition comes in. It doesn't look or feel like a hardcore game. But buddy, it's a hardcore game. The grind takes a really long time to get anything done. And someone can attack you and undo all of your work. You can be an hour and a half or two hours. In See, here's the thing, too. I have about an hour or two hours a night to play a game with my wife if we're going to play something. Now, we thought we were going to play a lot of Diablo 4. Now, when I told you guys that game wasn't ready for launch, oh boy, I didn't realize how right I was. I watched the Comeback Kids video this morning about it. They ran through the entire history of the game, and I was just thinking the entire time... I tried to tell everybody. <laughs> everybody called me a hater. <laughs> everybody called me a hater. And uh, here we sit. Colossal failure. Anyways. When when I look at this game and I think, okay, I've got two hours a night to play with my wife. Like we, were, we thought we were going to be playing Diablo or not. Sea of Thieves, it's just so charming. It's so fun. And... It, it just has this weird baked in it's like pudding with frozen chocolate chips in it it seems so smooth and so just inviting and then all of a sudden you're chipping your tooth on it you're like what the frick why are there frozen why are there frozen you know pieces of chocolate in here I didn't expect that that hurt like I chipped my tooth I chipped my crown. 
That's what it's like. It like it looks so pleasant and so nice, and you're like, oh, look at that. And it's not at all. <laughs> you bite on it wrong, and you're like, oh gosh, I'm dead, and I just lost two hours of work. I, I've I've said it so many times. I don't. The game is just. This game is confusing to me. It always has been. What's good, Birdface? Yep. Thank goodness it was a Yeti. I don't have coffee all over my floor. Didn't even spill. You're making me hungry? Sorry. What's a hardcore game? I'm arguing that Sea of Thieves is mysteriously... I'll say it another way. It's surprisingly hardcore. It's a surprisingly hardcore game. It really is. It's like... I've tried to explain this many, many times. I've tried to explain this, and I always come back to... incentivization of the player is typically something that they sort of put in front of you it's a it's a cosmetic it's a level up it's a boss that you beat okay and so you're incentivized to overcome that thing and you get a sense of satisfaction from whatever it is that they've built into the player incentivization okay So when I look at Sea of Thieves, what's the player incentivization? What is it? It's outfits for your pirate, decorations for your boat, different cosmetics for all of your equipment as well, like your shovel, your lantern, your guns. So you can basically cosmetically change everything. So that's your motivation. It's basically like pirate dress-up, and I'm not saying that in a denigrating way. It's fun. It really is. Yo, what's good, Web Dave? How are you? So, you know, you're putting in the work, and you're getting the rewards, and you're, you know, you're dressing your pirate up. Now, because that's the reward, I don't anticipate it being a sort of hardcore journey to get there, right? An example might be Fortnite's Battle Pass and the 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 challenges they give you, right? It's all very, very accessible, approachable, casual, whatever words you want to use. And you get cosmetics for your character in Fortnite, right? It's not super hardcore. It's it's you know it's fairly approachable, it's fairly doable. That's one of the reasons like battle passes are so popular because it's just sort of this passive undercurrent grind and you get things just basically by playing. You don't really have to do anything that, you know, that challenging. Now, obviously it goes quicker. It goes quicker if you're actually winning. Sure. But it's not necessarily a requirement. Okay. So, in that in that regard, I look at Sea of Thieves, and that's always been my curiosity with it, is typically when I play like a really grindy game, 
you're getting you're leveling up you're chasing really rare gear you're dealing with rng systems that have low drop rates these are typically the themes in a grindy in a grindy game if you've ever gone into activities in games like borderlands or the division or destiny and you're quote-unquote grinding or farming you're hoping for a drop you're like oh i'm gonna get this thing or you have games where the leveling is really, really slow. These would be notoriously seen in games like MMORPGs, EverQuest, World of Warcraft, okay? Um, even the leveling in Diablo 4 we would describe as pretty grindy, pretty slow. So those sort of systems of progression, those, those content loops are kind, of, are kind of synonymous with certain game types. You're leveling up Sea of Thieves, just not in the conventional ways. Right. So Sea of Thieves does something completely different. Sea of Thieves says, okay, you need to grind in order to level up. But you don't just need to grind. You need to grind to get stuff. Then you take that stuff and you got to bring it back and turn it in. And it can be taken from you. Imagine you go and do a a fairly lengthy quest in Diablo 4. And it takes you... I don't know, let's say it takes you an hour. It's a daisy-chained mission where you're doing a bunch of different things and then it has its culmination in a dungeon and then on your way back to town, you get jumped by bandits and they just steal everything from you and now you gotta do the quest all over again. (laughs) You'd be like, wait, what? (laughs) That was really grindy that was really slow it took me an hour and I was going to turn everything in to get credit and now I don't get credit that's the way Sea of Thieves sets it up you grind to get stuff turning the stuff in gives you more XP which allows you to get better stuff right and so that's one of the reasons why I just feel like the the game itself has got this internal dissonance where either we've talked about this before with the PvE design and many of us were like, well, speed the PvE up. Because people kept coming at me and saying, well, if you just grind, what are they called? Um, are they called out? No, they're not called outposts. What are the little the little areas called that you can grind in Sea of Thieves? I did this the last time my brother was in town. And everyone's like, just do that. It, it, it's, it's like a 15-minute turnaround time. You pull up. You kill a bunch of guys, you go down through, and then you open up the bottom, and then you can, like, shoot all the loot out of the bottom of it. Is, are they called fortresses? I can't remember their name. Forts? Yeah, forts. That's what it was. I, it's not fortresses, it's forts. I remember people being like, just do the forts. You don't need to do all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, so all this other PvE content over here that I've never done, that has you going to the islands, and solving riddles and digging up treasure that's all worthless people are like nope just do forts sea forts yeah just do that and i was like okay so i played one and i remember as i was loading my treasure into the boat i kind of saw the light i was like this is why people like sea of thieves with pvp turned on why Well, because the entire time I'm loading my boat, my head's on a swivel. I'm checking the horizon. I'm hearing noises. I'm like, oh my gosh, go, go, go. And I'm all by myself. I'm slowly loading up the boat, just ever so slowly. It's painful, right? 
It's like in the movie where they're trying to download the software before the you know before the the bad guys get in the room, and that little bar is just like barely filling. You're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I said, I was like, you can't replicate that feeling in Sea of Thieves if I'm in an environment that's PVE only. And that's when I sort of formulated the opinion that PVE should be quicker or there should be things in the game to more rhythmically give you a sense of progression. So let's say I'm working on something that I know is going to take two hours. I would say every 20 to 30 minutes along the way, I should be able to do something to bank some of my progress. Maybe I flag down some type of an emissary ship and I give them all my treasure and they take like a 5% cut but I'm like, hey I'm going to at least get credit for everything I've done up to now these are ideas I've trotted out before this thing's going to take me two hours but I know at intervals along the way there's going to be little check check boxes that are like, hey do you want to send all this back right now? And the emissaries wouldn't be something that you could attack. As soon as the treasure goes into the, 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 the transport boat or whatever you want to call it, as soon as it's in, it counts to you. It's not like on its way back somebody could somebody could steal it. But then I you know, I pay them a percentage of like, hey, you know, I'm I'm an hour in and I want to get credit for what I've done. So then if you get all the way to the end of the adventure and someone sinks you, you're like, okay. of what I did, I got credit for. I I moved the needle. I leveled some things up. I got some gold. I just didn't get sort of that last bit. And obviously the last bit's usually the juiciest bit, so you'd be probably pretty ticked off, right? If, you know, a, a lot of them are structured that way, right? You get to the last area, you get to the last room, and there's, you know, tons of high value treasure. So I'm, I'm, I'm always torn when this subject comes up because I, I was compelled by people that argued rather well. They were like, well, the issue doesn't sound like PvP. The issue sounds like it's a matter of PvE because everything takes so long. Not everything. A good portion of the content takes so long that you're like, it's too risky. I'm not throwing three hours at this. If I get attacked near the end, I, I gain nothing. The cost of the risk mitigation needs to be higher or it's a no-brainer to mitigate the risk maybe a 50% fee yeah maybe it needs to be a little bit more painful Zubair maybe it's more expensive early on like the first time you do it it's like 50% and then the further you get it's like 30% and then if you get all the way to the end it's only 10% because you're so invested it's like you know early on you can just take it back and turn it in you know, the further you get, the more invested you get, the cheaper it gets. This conversation again, people love grieving as much as they love hating you. Well, they the, the reason that we're having this conversation again, Kryle, is Sea of Thieves made an announcement for Sea of Thieves Season 10. It's called Sea of Thieves Safer Seas. And what they should have called it is a tutorial. Because that's how it's going to function. Now, a bunch of us got really excited when we saw the announcement. We thought, oh, hey. We're going to be able to play PvE Sea of Thieves, something we've asked for for a very long time. And that's not what it is. It literally made headlines because people thought that's what it was. 
then it's not. It's an incredibly limited, nerfed, virtually none of the main content is there. It's for new players to get acclimated before going into the main game. Which, I think the creation of Safer Seas in Sea of Thieves Season 10, I think they know. I think they looked at their numbers and they said, we have players with small playtime amounts or or returning players coming back and they're not lasting an hour. They're getting killed, they're getting sunk, and then they don't come back. Because this community is not very welcoming, at least in my experience. Now, I know people are going to say, I've had great experiences. I've turned on voice chat. I've met some great people. Okay, that's cool. Not me. That's not been my experience. The last time I played this game, I put in a four-night attempt. Four separate nights, I booted up and tried to play the game. One night was with my kiddos, another night was by myself, and then there was two nights I played it with my with my wife. And the straw that broke the camel's back was not a single night did, did, were we able to do the thing we wanted to do. Every night went the same way. It was like, we wanted to do this, and we got chased, we got attacked, we got sunk, we got whatever. Couldn't they slowly add content to the safer seas, just like they did to the main game? Well, here's the thing. I said that in my show open. I said there's a, there's a chance here that they decide, hey, this brought a lot of people back to the game. Because here's what might happen. And we, we, could, we could talk about this. We could talk about whether or not you guys think this is likely. So I'm curious what y'all's opinion of this is. My personal opinion is they're going to get everybody to either return to the game or try out the game for the first time. And they're going to try out Safer Seas. And they're going to get their footing. And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get a grip on what the game is, and then they're gonna go to the regular servers, and they're gonna have a couple of bad sessions. They'll take you know one or two bad game sessions where they get attacked, and they're gonna leave because the door that got them into the game was, hey, come and sail and do stuff, and nobody can mess with you. And if they develop an affinity for the game in that environment, it's highly likely that once they're out of that environment, they will not enjoy it. Right? I could totally see them slowly saying, hey, Safer Seas not only had a lot of people playing it, but a lot of people that played it, when they switched over to the main game, when they switched over to the main game, they, uh, they don't stick around for very long. Yeah, you're on a fresh account, so I'm, uh, I know what you're doing. Fresh accounts. I know what you're doing. You're trying to get it gifted so you can come into members' content. It's been amazing how few members' content clips have, have landed on Twitter lately. <laughs> Nailed a couple of people. <clears throat> I think it's just a start for four full-blown PvE servers. Well, here's the problem with that, Andy. Right? Here's the problem with that. If you're going, if you're going to say that this game is meant for the, you know, hardcore PvP players, this game is meant for, you know, people that really like PvP and the threat of PvP, 
or in, in in other words the way they've talked about this they've kind of painted themselves into this corner of pvp can't be turned off it's 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 like part of the it's part of the game it's part of the game's identity like if you listen to the way they've talked about this like go watch the video on the official cfd's twitter account and the way the director talks about the game They've painted themselves into a corner. If they go back on any of that, it's going to be upsetting for people. People are going to be like, you've been saying for five years that that is not what Sea of Thieves is about. And even when you introduced Safer Seas, you doubled down and you said, that's not what this game is about. This is mainly meant to be an intro into the high seas, the main game. So if they start adding the safer seas and eventually one day we've got like an equal parts, most of the contents over here as well, I think they've made it really hard on themselves to do that. I think they've essentially talked themselves out of doing that long term. Butters says, so has anybody said this yet? Maybe this is a test to see if they can get people interested in it and then implement it to fully when Ubisoft's Pirate Games comes out and fails hard. But Ubisoft's game is PvP all of the time, so I don't think they're necessarily worried about... I actually speculated in my show open that Skull and Bones will cause a surge of interest into Sea, into, into sea of Thieves. The same way Starfield caused No Man's Sky to have one of its biggest months in years. Parasito says, On the topic of entering the game and enjoying it versus not enjoying certain game loops, where does revenge fall into the mix? If I get sunk in the open seas, more often than not, I end up hunting them down... Uh, the one who sunk me uh, for the satisfaction and the chase of not wanting them to sell my loot. I've never found that to be all that doable because typically where they when they they get you on your way back, so they're already close to a place to turn it all in. Eugene says PVE only won't hurt PVP. Oh, PV, PVE only won't hurt PVP. PVE only brings players in that wouldn't have been there otherwise. On top of that, it may bring in new players that develop an interest in the PVP-enabled servers, helping that. I, I've always said this, though, Eugene. I think the reason they don't want to do it is that they know what will happen. Uh, they know that if they launch a PVE-only environment and you can do most of the content there, like, let's just imagine that tomorrow Sea of Thieves is like, we're putting out a PvE mode. You can do everything in that mode that you can do in the main game with the exception of the PvP stuff. There's some achievements and some things you can earn for doing PvP. You can't earn that stuff. So 90% of the game is completely accessible to you and no one can attack you. Do you want to know what happened? Everybody would play there. And they know it. They know it. They would completely drain the other servers. They would. Everybody would leave the PvP servers. They'd be like, well, that sounds great. (laughs) I was playing just the other night and got three hours into an adventure and somebody sunk me. No, thank you. They know that's what would happen. Seriously. Do, Do you honestly think if they launched that and said, yeah, you can do pretty much everything you can do in the PvP live environment... Except for, you know, the, the PvP aspects. Because there are specific things that you can get for doing PvP. If, if they did that, if they gave you that server environment, everybody would play there. 
Who's going to come back to a brand new season to grind and work on achievements and work on a battle pass or work on adventures? Who's going to do that knowing, well, over here I can get attacked and over here I won't get attacked? Like, everybody's going to choose the area where they won't get attacked. Maybe I'm confused, but what's the harm in having servers full of PvE players? They, they to this day, insist that, that, that the identity of the game is you got to be under threat the entire time, basically. And I agree with that. That's the thing. I agree that Sea of Thieves, at its peak experience, is you're under threat at all times. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. But I don't always want to play that way. You see? I agree that when I boot up and I go into a server and I'm loading up my boat and I'm heading for an outpost to drop everything off, and I might get attacked, that's a really, really cool feeling. But I don't always want to feel that. I don't always want to deal with that. The dividing line in this game, in my mind, will always be if you want to go into an environment where you can be attacked, you get a multiplier on everything you do. You get an increased earn rate on everything. If you don't want to do that, you just get standard earn rates on everything. You incentivize people to go and take the risk and the intensity's heightened because you're like, oh my gosh, I got so much stuff done. I've got so much stuff in my boat. So they would just make another game to capture the PvE only crowd? Well, no, I just think you'd have two different servers. Okay, cool. Under threat at all times, PvP servers now include two times more enemy ships and sea beasts. What? Oh, yeah, I think you meant to say the PvE servers would have two times more enemy ships and, and sea beasts, butters. Yeah, somebody trotted out the flag for PvP option earlier, Parasito, and it would enable you to participate in things and higher earn rates and stuff. And I, I think that's a great idea as well. <clears throat> Anything that motivates... The way I've always looked at it is this. If you want me to take that level of risk of like, oh, I might get attacked. Well, you got to pay me. You got to pay me in XP and gold. If you're not going to pay me, I'm just running standard missions, standard earn rates, standard gold, standard XP, standard whatever, and some guy can ruin my night because that's what he wants to do, right? He wants to sail around and sink ships. That's totally fine if that's what he wants to do. But that translates into my night getting ruined because it's like, well, I just, I just spent an hour and a half. I have an hour and a half to two hours a night to game took me about an hour and a half to do this I'm headed back to port, I get sunk I achieve nothing do you think I'm coming back to a game like that with my limited playtime? No <clears throat> Ragnarok with a $5 super chat tip coming from Atlas, the private server clusters that are 50-50 PvE PvP are vastly more popular than fully PvP or PvE with better player engagement too Right, because I think people like that. I had the epiphany when I was the last time I was playing this game. I literally changed my position. I was like, the problem's not PvP. The problem's PvE. If PvE takes too long. I like loading up my boat and thinking at any moment this could all go wrong. I think that's a that's a cool feeling. You can't replicate that feeling. But there's also times where I don't want to do that. 
Let me sherpa you through a couple max level gold hoarder vaults one of these nights and see if I can change your mind or at least give you some more info around high level. But see, that's the thing, Parasito. I don't want to play the game like that. (laughs) I don't. It looks like just such a fun, casual game. All I want to do is this right here. That's it. Sail out there on the seas. My wife by my side. And we go and get some treasure. We go solve some puzzles or, you know, clues. Dig some things up. Fight some skellymen. And then we come back and turn it all in. And if you want to play at those higher levels and you want to get in fights and battles and you want to do all this stuff that's like crazy hardcore... There sh- I'm okay with there being levels of play like that. I am. Ah, that's fine, man. You go have a ball. <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. It's a pirate game. I get that it's a pirate game, but I don't think saying it's a pirate game is is a worthy defense of awkward structure. I feel like the game is just structured kind of awkwardly. It 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 doesn't. What I said earlier is, this is what I said. I said, your game's not good enough. Your content loop isn't good enough. It's not satisfying enough for me to push through a bad play session. Does that make sense? I I compared it to Lies of P. Lies of P is hardcore from the top to the bottom. Why? Well, it's a Souls game. So, if the game's good and satisfying, which it is, the perfect blocks in that game feel so great, then I'm going to keep coming back even after a rough play session. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to say, okay, I'm starting to click with this game. This game's starting to make sense to my brain. Right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep coming back. That's the issue with Sea of Thieves, is I'm like, yeah, your game's not good enough. It's really easy to put down. It's really easy for me just to put it down and say, no. No, that was irritating. I'm done. I've got other games I could play. You know? Like, when I sit down on the couch with my wife, and I'm like, okay, let's play this game together. If it creates an irritating environment, I'll play cards with my my wife. We'll, We'll play... We'll play Skipbo or something. We'll, you know what I mean? We'll play Mandala. We'll play a board game. We'll watch a TV show. We'll read books. I don't, I don't have time for that in my life. To be like, man, the kids are finally in bed. Let's play this game. And two hours later, what did we achieve? Nothing. We were working on something and somebody found us, chased us, sank us. We got nothing. Oh, that's that's it's a pirate game though. Yeah, it's uninstalled is what it is. I'm not doing that with my time. Would you, would you play a game that at the end of your play session it rolled a dice and sometimes it saved your progress and sometimes it didn't? Would you play that game? Yeah, man. Two-hour session. Beat a couple bosses. Awesome. Leveled up my character. And it's like, rolling for initiative. <laughs> rolling to save. And it's like, <laughs> womp, womp. Not saving tonight. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck? I I just lost two hours. I didn't get anything done. You would uninstall that game post haste. You would be like, I'm not playing this game, bro. (laughs) 
Maybe I just invented a new style of, of, of rogue. That sounds like the devil invented it. That sounds terrible. That truly sounds terrible. Creature, do you have the thumb for... Well, for both things. Oh, no, I have the thumb for writer's room. I need the thumb for the, the debrief on Titanfall. <clears throat> Roll a 1d20. Need at least 17 to save your progress. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you would never play a game like that. You'd be like, well, it's a pirate game after all. <laughs> like, what are you even talking about? There are not many games like Sea of Thieves. That is true. This is one of those times where tomorrow we're going to play Phantom Liberty, right? Figure we rock without it today. F a thumb. Huh? Um, tomorrow we're going to play Phantom Liberty. And they're going to let me skip the whole opening of the game and jump right to Phantom Liberty. So I'm going to be able to spec out a character, have some guns. I'm going to see if the game feels good. I've always thought the opening of Cyberpunk was like the worst part of the game. It just takes too long to get going. I'm going to be able to skip that tomorrow when Phantom Liberty releases. So we're going to check it out. And I've always said this. I've always said this. I've always been jealous of the people who have enjoyed and played a ton of cyberpunk. I've always been jealous of those people because cyberpunk is a game that on paper I should enjoy. There's loot, there's guns, there's story. Graphics are, I would say, better than they were. You know, it's a pretty game. It's not mind-blowingly next-gen, but it does look good, especially if you boost everything up on a, a crazy PC. I, I, I play it on console. But, you know, I've always been jealous of the people that can enjoy cyberpunk. In similar fashion, I am jealous of the people who get to play Sea of Thieves and they've done Pirate Legend and they have all this cool stuff and they're heavily invested. I'm genuinely jealous of those people because I don't have time to get those results. I don't because I know there's so many, there's so many play sessions awaiting me where I get nothing done. You know, I, I know that there's all these play sessions that I'm going to play and I'm going to end the play session and say, I, I didn't get anything done. You played all weekend? Cyberpunk 2.0, such a good game. My issue with trying to judge uh, 2.0 was I couldn't really judge it without getting out of the tutorial because that you can't really start to mess with any of the the systems and stuff. So I'm gonna try I'm gonna jump in tomorrow and in, in the hopes that I can skip past the intro and in, and enjoy the beginning. I'm sorry, enjoy the game without having to slog back through the beginning again. Um We need when's the last time we did a debrief on this day? Here we go. Uh, three debrief. We'll put ourselves in Titanfall two.
Butter says, another way I see it is PvE servers are chill people doing things laid back. In my opinion right now, PvPvE servers are mostly one-sided fights more than not, right? Yes. I'm not sure as I don't play Sea of Thieves, but I would know for sure if I played a game for PvP and I'm just wiping lobbies for 12 hours on a Saturday and every other day of the week, I would be so insanely bored, eventually quitting the game. So even in my opinion, PvP is bleeding players. So my thought process is make PvE and let people play that and PvP will actually have more people that want to PvP in lobbies. See, but you're making a fatal error, Butters. You're making a fatal error. You're presuming that the people that play PvP, you're presuming that they want to play PvP. They don't. They want to sink people and attack people who are currently playing PvE. They're not looking for like a fight. Does that make sense? They're not looking for a fight. They're looking for somebody who's preoccupied. Do you, do, you under, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, in other words, they're not looking for an environment with a bunch of PvP-minded players that they can fight with. That's that. That's the whole point. Th- think about it. Just track with me. Anytime this subject has ever come up, it has been, if you create a PvE environment, then there'll be nobody for us to kill. You're going to ruin the game if you do that. Why? Because the PvP-minded players know if you give people a place to go run adventures and quests and grind, they're all going to go there, and I'm not going to have anybody to kill. I don't want a server full of PvP players. Why? Why? If four or five people boot up on a server and all they're doing is, is, is PvP, they don't want that. They, they know that if you shrink their funnel down just to PvP-minded players, that's not fun for them. Because now they're fighting other practiced expert crews that are going to sink them as often as they sink the other. And guess what? Nobody has any treasure. Nobody's working on any quests. You're literally just dogfight. You're literally just dogfighting. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, they give themselves away. They self-report. Anytime this subject has ever come up, the dedicated audience of Sea of Thieves, they always say the same thing. They always say the same thing. You're going to ruin the game if you do that because they know what would happen. There would be mass exodus out of the PvP environment. There'd be nobody left. And the only people they'd be left to play with are all of the bored lifers who've played the game so much. The only thing they have left to do is attack other people. And they'd all attack each other and they'd get bored really quickly. Why? Well, there's no satisfaction in that. They want to sink somebody who's four hours into a play session with a bunch of treasure. That's what they want to do. And to a certain degree, I get the appeal. It's a pirate game, and you want to roleplay as a pirate, so you're going to go sink some guy's boat, and there's all the treasure. But the problem is, a pirate would get all that treasure and try to turn it in, and would grow in being notoriously known and then hunted down. Well, that doesn't happen either. Because they just sink you, and then they just keep on sailing. They don't care about your treasure. That's the other issue. Is I've everybody anybody I've ever talked to about this is like, yeah, they sink me. They don't. They don't even. They don't even try and take my treasure. They just keep going. 
there's no risk they don't have anything to lose if they fail and if you sink them back if you fight back and win they don't lose anything they don't have anything in their boat and if they sink you they they in my in my experience they won't even go for your stuff they won't or they'll sit there and they'll protect it and just farm you because they know you're going to try and come back and get it say it with friends i mean i've 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 tried the game in a new a number of ways and I've always tried to approach this with the fully orb solution. I don't want to take away the magic of Sea of Thieves. By the way, guys, we're about two hours into the broadcast, and we need 12 more on the member goal. We do need some more likes. Smash the like button. If you want to talk in chat, hit subscribe. We uh, we haven't missed this 25 goal. in. We're coming up on, in two months, it'll be a year that we've hit it every single month, uh, every single day, every single time we've streamed. Um... That's a sweeping generalization of those who enjoy the mixed servers. Agreed, grifters suck, but to not not everyone is doing doing PvP is a griefer. I didn't say they're a griefer. I didn't say they were a griefer. I didn't say every single person doing this is a griefer. I've intentionally avoided saying griefer today. It's interesting you would project that onto the discussion, almost as if the mindset of the players playing in the way I've described is considered griefing, which is interesting, and maybe a self-report. I'm not saying they're griefing. A single gifted member from Zubair, my man Zuby, bumps it to 14. One more is a layup, an easy score to put it at 15 out of 25. I'm saying that if you're going to PvP, are you going to put a bunch of treasure in your boat? Like, it stands to reason that the psychological outlook of a player that boots up and says, tonight, I'm going to sink a bunch of boats. Do you think they're going to put a bunch of treasure in their boat? Please don't ban me again. I have feelings. Shut up, Zuby. 31 months in a VIP gold. I, I'm not saying anything outlandish. That PvP-minded players are not going to have anything in their boat. They're not. Why, why would they? What's the point? The risk is fun. Right. And I agree with that. I've always said that there's a secret sauce... There, there's something about there is something about the threat of when I'm filling my boat with treasure and somebody might come and take it or might come and sink me. That threat is part of the secret sauce, and I don't want to take that away. But I also don't want to do that every time I sit down to play the dadgum game. You, if you give the choice, come play PVE. Or come into a PvP environment where people are going to attack you and chase you, but you get double everything. XP's doubled, gold's doubled, everything's doubled. Well, now that's called player incentivization. You've now incentivized me to come and take that higher risk. Right now, it's like, well, I take all the risk, the PvP player takes no risk. The, the idea that they're like, but that's part of the magic. That's part of the magic of Sea of Thieves, right? A five gifted member bomb from Rock and Robin. Thank you so much. So many faithful gifters making sure that we don't miss our daily goal. Every 25, I give five back. You guys have got a ways to go. We have five days left in the month. And to get to the first member goal of 3,000, we are currently at 2343. So you guys can push hard this week. You basically have this week all the way to Friday. And we might have to think of something fun to do on a Friday night to really push it. I don't know. Maybe maybe the incentives aren't strong enough right now. We had really good incentives, and we, we ran out of incentives. You guys hit them all. 
We've run out of incentives. You guys hit them all. So now we've just gone with like rhythmic fight night, fright night, and game night um, to unlock. The risk is what makes it great. We don't want safe space of thieves. Right. And here's the thing, Darren. If the risk makes it so great, let me ask you something. Why have PvP players never asked for risk? Why? Like, I'm granting your premise, right? The risk is what makes it great. When I'm loading my boat with treasure, the fact that somebody might be out there on the horizon that's going to come for me, that does. There's something about that that's really, really exciting. My question is, if risk is so great, why have PvP players never asked for any risk? Because they risk nothing. It's interesting that you think risk is so great, and yet the people who play in a very committed PvP-minded way, they risk nothing. They don't they don't they don't have anything. You literally come into the game, fresh boat, no treasure, no risk of loss, nothing. You can just attack people all night. You can attack people, kill people, sink people all night at no risk of loss but but risk is so great risk is what makes it so amazing really why have pvp players never asked for any more risk they have virtually none that's that's what i always find in this discussion to be so alarming to me it's like the people that advocate the strongest for never having a PvE mode, they constantly contradict each other. It's like, well, wait, if risk is so great, why why, why don't you want some risk? How about if you fail to sink the boat and you get attacked and you get sunk? You get deranked. You lose some rank, right? If you don't have an active quest, you don't have any active treasure in your boat, and they're like, all right, you want to be a pirate? Flag is a pirate. You know, flag as a predator, as a hunter, you're out there sinking people. Cool, good for you. If you fail, you lose rank. All those precious things that you fought for. There's the layup from Ryan Hayer. Takes us to 20, setting up an easy five bomb. That's such an easy score to put in. A nice little layup to 20. Thank you so much, Ryan. How did all the pirate legends become legends in PvP servers? Well, here's the issue. I'm not saying that you can't grind and make progress. I'm not saying that the existence of PvP makes that impossible. I'm not implying that at all. It requires such a large amount of time. So like right now, let's say I was in a position where I could play Sea of Thieves for four and five hours a day. Well, I know the odds are in my favor. Does that make sense? I'm going to eventually get over the hump of progress. I'm going to have enough play sessions. I'm going to have enough play time that's not interrupted. Lone Wolf slams it home with a five bomb and takes us to 25. And now we wait to see who is the agent of chaos. Do you see? It's like... lost my train of thought what was I saying I forget what I was saying 
Police ships, attackers need a penalty. When you lose, you get flagged as notorious. They want easy prey. I can't remember where I was going with that. I lost my train of thought completely. You don't want to sep- you don't want to separate servers instantly label PvP centric players as some cases griefers or they're only defending the core game they've enjoyed playing. I've always thought you could maintain the identity and keep people in the funnel by by motivating people to go into the PvP environment by doubling their reward. Donnie says, can't we do something even simpler and have PvP zones? So actual areas of the map, if you enter, PvP kicks in. I'm thinking about Diablo, and you know the dedicated PvP areas, and you avoid them if you want. That's another idea to implement some of what I'm saying, Donnie. Like, imagine there were quests that took you into pirate-infested waters. And when you go to pirate-infested waters, the quests have great payout. You get way more gold, you get way more XP, but the pirate-infested waters, PvP's active. And you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight to get in and get out. Generally, the problem with that is you'd have to set it up in such a way that the, the borders of that area are not like easily camped. You'd want it to be sizable enough that if you if you enter if you enter the area then you, you're not getting attacked as soon as you slide in like the people that would camp the entrance points of the dark zone Zinthos is the agent of chaos bumps the line to 26 and pushes us to the next goal thank you so much Zinthos there it is Oh yeah, I was talking about time. That's right, that's right. You don't have the time as you stated. That's what I was talking about. If I had five hours a day to play, I know that I could put in enough time to make progress. The issue is, is that if you don't have enough time to play, an entire play session can be ruined and overcome by a PvP group. Does that make sense? Sounds like your solution to the problem is to try to give the PvE-focused players some choice since in the current model they lack any agency over their risk. That's exactly right, Zubair. That's well stated. Like, a PvP player can mitigate all risk. How? They boot up, they have a fresh ship, and they just go out and, and, they go out and hunt. No risk. They can literally play in a way that they risk nothing. I come in as a PvE-minded player, and there's no way for me to do that. The only way I can mitigate risk is to, like, play very narrowly. Like, well, I'll just do forts over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Fort, 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 Why? Well, because they're 15, 20 minutes, maybe. And if you get sunk once, no worries. You could switch servers. You could switch instances. And then you don't have to worry about those guys and just do more forts. You, you lost 20 minutes of your time instead of two hours. So, but that to me is not a choice. That's, that's literally shrinking the game. It's like, well, I'm not choosing. I'm not choosing that. It's being chosen for me. It's like, well, if you want to minimize risk, then just play this one activity that's really fast. Got to hire other pirates to protect you for a cut of your booty or loot. Only reason I don't commit to PvP games with ranking systems is time. People want more risk. How about if you 
aren't able to sink the ship and steal the treasure, you'll be charged $20 on your credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Pay to lose? Yeah. Melrose Mike with 32 months in a VIP. Been killing it lately, Lono. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. You don't have time, which I get. I personally don't play MMOs because I don't have time. Those games aren't for me, so I don't play them. But does this game come across like like an MMO? That's why I've always said these. The, the game feels kind of juxtaposed, does it not? It doesn't seem like a game that would be that hardcore. It doesn't. You are really committed, too. By the way, really committed. You 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 will not. <laughs> you will not succeed in this endeavor. Your fresh accounts are so easy to smell. At the end of the day, PvP is more important than PVE. Why? Why is PvP more important than PvE? Or are you saying because it's a pirate game? Or are you just saying in general? Are you speaking about Sea of Thieves? Or are you just saying in general PvP is more important? There's an internal tension? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where I've always landed on it. Where it's like... If, if I know... If I know I could boot up the game... If I know I can boot up the game and play in a way that avoids the pain and and avoids the risk and also then lowers my payout I I understand that I'm I'm giving I'm giving something for that, right? I'm trading. I'm trading potential higher earn rates of XP, higher earn rates of gold. I'm trading that in to play in a more relaxed environment. I've always been okay with that. What I'm not okay with is, well, if I come and play your game and I engage with the systems that you've built, I take on a mountain of risk and the other players who play the systems as they've been built, like if they play as a PvP-minded player, they take no risk. When I look at that equation, my conclusion is that's not a balanced that's not balanced game design. I'll, I'll see you later. Look how gorgeous this game is, by the way. Just unmatched I, I I to this day think this game's unmatched in quality as far as the sailing and the and just the, the just it's so enjoyable just to be out on the sea it really is it really is such a such a charming game always has been yo what's good Anthony A how are you I also felt like the skill gap's too wide I'm a treasure hunter not a naval strategist <laughs> I get that people play games different and those who are more experienced would know certain things, but anyone playing for 10 hours with all their loot still on their ship has opened themselves to risk. Well, now hang on, Gail. You're creating a straw man. Nobody has said I should be able to sail for 10 hours and never turn everything in. There are adventures that take a significant amount of time. That's the issue. The PVE is all over the place. You could grind forts for two hours and make a ton of progress. Because you're just doing these little 15-20 minute turnarounds. There was a guy who replied to the director of Sea of Thieves in a tweet. And he said, there's nothing more demoralizing than getting to the end of a four hour adventure and getting sunk. Because, what do you want me to do? I can't change the structure of your content. 
can't I can't make them I can't make the the adventure go faster there's very lengthy drawn out content in this game there is and, be, and because of that because of that I think you've got to consider that in in the in the grand scheme of the game you're basically motivating PvE minded players to avoid certain pieces of content because they're too risky if I can just grind forts all day Do you, do, you see, do you see where I'm going with it? It's like you've got to figure out a way to remove some of the imbalance so that the the PvE content can flourish because I think they've got great content, but I don't. Who who wants to do that? Who wants to go and take all the risk? Just grind forts. I mean, I've literally had committed players tell me that they're like, "Oh yeah, just grind forts. You don't need to do all that other stuff." Well, what? <laughs> don't you see the latent flaw there? The built-in flaw? I didn't play the Monkey Island DLC. Parasito says most missions take like 30 minutes max unless you're doing a set of five islands all at once like you get from fly five uh, flag five completions. Okay, Parasito, then what was that guy talking about in his tweet when he said he gets to the end of like a four hour adventure? What What's he referring to? Because I know there's all sorts of different pieces of content in the game. And I, I know for a fact that the turnaround time on some of the missions take a while because it daisy chains and after you've gone to a couple of islands it's been 45 minutes to an hour easy unless you're hyper efficient at sailing it just takes you're literally like this right here is part of the content loop it's why the game's so charming you got to spend a you got to spend a decent amount of time sailing and i'm not saying everything takes 4 hours i was reading one guy's testimonial my testimonial is if I go and grab a couple of the of the advent of the adventures quests or whatever you want to call them, and I and I and it's daisy chain and I have to go to a couple of islands, it's easily an hour. Tall tales are those four hour adventures, but they have checkpoints now. Some captain voyages can take hours to do. Adventures are chains of missions. Think of it as a story chapter or act instead of individual missions. You know the PvP doesn't just take place uh, see and saw two players one time stopped to talk and they shot me. <laughs> right. A full adventure quest line should take you like an hour and a half tops unless you're doing merchant guild stuff. I think here's 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 what I think happens, Paris. People like me they're not like yourself. They've gotten kicked off the merry-go-round. So all they know is, I was working on something, and it took a while. You're talking like a really efficient player. You've, you've got max efficiency, so you're saying, oh, this should only take you that long. Okay, well, what about all the players who don't play like you and are just enjoying taking their time, and they go to a couple of islands, and, and they... You know, they're, they're getting some treasure, and then it's time for them to go back and turn it all in. And it's been over an hour. If they get sunk and they lose all that time, their interpretation of that is not, oh, well, maybe I should play more efficiency efficiently and trim that down. All they know is, I just lost over an hour of my time. 
I, I, I don't, I, you're never, you're never going to convince that player that, oh no, that's just part of the game or, you know, like what Patrick's saying, 90 minutes is still a crap load of time to lose. Like they're not playing at a max efficiency yet. They're just playing the game. They're just like, oh yeah, cool treasure. Dig and find and solve the, solve the clues. And Hey, check this out. Then, you know, they tell their friend, come look at this. Come look at this thing I found. And then they, you know, they're just, they're just grooving with the game. They're not gonna. They're not maximizing. They've they've not gotten to the point where you've you have. Like you're maximizing the. You don't maximize the fun out of the game, but you've certainly maximized the game. I will be jumping into Phantom Liberty gameplay tomorrow. Yes, because the 2.0 gameplay was a bit of a bust. You don't really get to experience 2.0 gameplay in the tutorial, and the tutorial's rather lengthy. So I didn't really get to show off. You know, Cyberpunk 2.0. So we're gonna jump in tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow's talk show will be. If I can think of a way um, to make it about Cyberpunk, I will. We already did a review roundup of Phantom Liberty, so we might not have the luxury of doing another double dip Cyberpunk day. Cyberpunk is always very good to us. It's a great, it's a great topic. I can do most adventures in thirty to forty-five minutes. I'm accounting for people sailing past small islands and seeing a treasure glimmer on their way to the quest. It's baked into the game. See loot, pick it up. It's a different mindset from running missions to get levels compared to just playing the game to get loot. That's why I said this. I can't tell where you're making me go because Discord's scrunched. Your comment about wanting to chill moments is my point. Most of my runs are pretty boring, TBH. Maybe 20% of my high-level runs ever yield conflict that can't be avoided. That's why I'm saying I'd be interested in taking you to see if I could change your mind. You can't change my mind when low-level gameplay has always resulted in frustration. You can't change that, Paris. You can't. Your experience won't ever change mine. It's not possible. Listen to what's happening. My experience in the game isn't changing your outlook, is it? The last time I tried to play this game, I had four sessions go into the toilet because I just couldn't get away from people. I don't want to play a game like that. I played I played with my kiddos, and we were doing something where the enemies kept respawning over and over and over again, and like a horn would blast. And it took forever. Took forever, 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 forever. We finally kill everything. We get everything. We get everything in the boat. Some guy sails by and just obliterates me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a really big boat. He just obliterates me and sinks me. All my time wasted. Second night. Go to play with my wife. Same thing happens. Sunk from moment one. I, I literally spawned in the game. And then as we played... We ran into a couple people and we kept getting chased. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, the, the, <laughs> this is so frustrating. And then third night, I played. I tried to play by myself. Ran into the same. Ran into the same problem. I just immediately got seen by somebody and then they, they just chased you the entire time. So, in my mind, that's a possibility. That's a possible outcome of a play session, which means I'm not playing because my time is too precious. I have very, very, very small amount of time to, to play video games. The last thing I'm going to do is play a game that can take my precious time. Like, these, this hour and a half, right? This two hours? You wasted it, right? I'm not clipping you. I'm respectfully debating the topic in good faith and keep banning me for no reason. Yes, because I know you're coming in on alts. You did something to get banned, and now you're doing ban evasion. Nobody found my channel today 
and made an account and 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 subbed to just me. No. You you're you're trying you're trying to chat in good faith to rack up loyalty on the channel to get a gifted membership so that you can get back into the member streams as well as into the Discord. I, n- nobody makes an account day one and finds me about Sea of Thieves. This is not even a front burner topic. This isn't like hyper relevant. You were in here on another account. You've been around for a couple of days and I can tell what's going on. The gaming session needs to be productive. Right. Right. Like, again, again, everybody's different. Everybody's different. But I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing my time into what's that, um, when you play in bingo and they're like spinning the thing, right? And they pull out a letter and they're like, B35. Like, I'm not taking two hours of my time and throwing it into some tumbler for the game to be like, round and round she goes. Who knows what's gonna... You got sunk. No progress. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I've been through what you're experiencing, though. Are you saying that your view should hold purchase on mine? No. No, I'm saying you will never convince me to give this game my time. It's stolen enough of it over the years. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, even you saying... Oh, I could introduce you into high levels of play. It's really rewarding. I don't really get I don't really get uh, you know, stuff stolen from me. You're also sounds like you're a higher level player, so you can avoid some of the attacks, you can avoid some of the players that are chasing you, right? You know, great, great. Number 1, I don't want to do that. I want to play it like the lower level and just grind the basic stuff with my wife on the couch. If I can't do that, I'm good. I'll play something else. <laughs> It's such a simple equation for me, Paris. It's an extremely simple equation. I want to relax with the game with my wife that doesn't have a risk of losing two hours of, of play. And the last couple of times we tried, that's what happened. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing your game. I, 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 that time is too precious. I can't. I cannot risk giving it away. I just can't. It's a. It's it's an extremely easy, easy equation for me. Until you give me a way to play the game where my time is protected and respected, I I will not play your game. There is an ocean. No pun intended. There's an ocean of games out there. I have a backlog a mile wide of games I really want to play. The last thing I'm going to do is play a game that's like, here's your precious two hours of gaming a night and flush down the toilet. You get nothing. It's like, okay. (laughs) I'll play something else. Your game isn't even that good. It isn't. Your game's not even that good. Like, it's fun, it's pleasant, and that's about it. And I want to play it. I do. I think it's super charming. I've always thought this would be such a great game to grind when there's a new season, you know, to try to get thing to try to get our characters looking pretty awesome, you know, playing with Madam, getting a, getting a whole boat. Like it'd be so fun. And we could play it on a Friday night with you guys sometimes. There's always Starfield. Thanks, Andy, for the $2 super chat. Like, 
I'm not even doing that thing where I'm like, make the game for me or change the game for me. I'm saying, here's your current setup. Here's the latent risk. I'm not doing it. It's not a question of easy or hard. It's a question of risk that cannot be mitigated. The man hates damage that can't be mitigated and he hates risk that can't be mitigated. He's consistent. That's well stated. That, that, that is well stated. If I can't, if I can't mitigate that risk and, and, and minimize it so that I know the outcome of my play session is in a, in a high probability of being enjoyable, I'm not giving you my time. I'm not. This is, this is a precious window of time in my day. It is, it is the two hours at the end of the day that I can watch a show, a movie, or play a game with my wife. That's a very precious window of time. And you you don't get that if, if if there's this risk of you got you got nothing you get nothing like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory gif. That's fair. Experiences do also vary wildly across the player base. Part of it also comes down to why you play. Do you play for seeing your wallet number go up, or do you play for the adrenaline, or just the experience in the loops? Grinding lower level stuff is only measured by time investment though, at least in this game. There's not much of a skill gap between picking up two or three chests on a small island compared to running high level content. Right, I, I acknowledge that, but the but again, it's, well no, there's a lot more combat involved at that level, isn't there Parasito? When you go up to the upper level content, you're fighting a lot more. The lower level content, you're not fighting nearly as much. That would be that would be sort of my that would be sort of my take on it is if if I'm going to be playing the lower level content you know how much am I going to have to be like you know shooting and fighting because you know again I'm I'm playing I'm playing with my wife like we're just you know, we're just looking to chill. All right, in sixty seconds, in sixty seconds, we are going to go to a premiere, and I'm going to gift you the five members when we get over there. I get I give you guys the maximum amount of time to hit the goal. You hit the goal today. I owe you five members. We're going to head over to a premiere about. Titanfall 3. Like, what is going on with Titanfall? Then we're going to debrief with members, okay? All members get to come to the daily debrief. The daily debrief returns today because we're not doing gameplay. There is a link in chat. Before we leave, do me a favor and smash the like button. And uh, when we get over to the premiere, smash the like button. And I will give some members when we get over there. Uh, maximizes the amount of time you have. So, let's head over there. Thanks so much, guys, for a great day and a great discussion. If you're a member, you can continue on after this Titanfall 3 video. The Titanfall 3 video is for everybody, and then members can debrief about it afterwards. All right? I'll see you guys over there in the chat.